Sicily? What on earth do you mean? What do you mean, Algy, by Sicily? I don't know anyone of the name of Sicily. Uh, Lane, uh, bring me that cigarette case Mr. Worthing left in the smoking room the last time he dined here. Yes, sir. Do you mean to say you've had my cigarette case all this time? I wish to goodness you would let me know. I've been writing frantic letters to Scotland Yard about it. I was very nearly offering a large reward. Well, I wish you would offer one. I happen to be more than usually hard up. There's no good offering a large reward now that the thing is found. I think that's rather mean of you, Ernest, I must say. Thank you, Lane. However, it makes no matter. For now that I look at the inscription inside, I find the thing isn't yours after all. Of course it's mine. You've seen me with it a hundred times, and you've no right whatsoever to read what's written inside. It's a very ungentlemanly thing to read a private cigarette case. Yes, but this is not your cigarette case. This cigarette case is a present from someone of the name of Sicily. And you said you didn't know anyone of that name. Well, if you want to know, Cicely happens to be my aunt. Your aunt? Yes, charming old lady she is, too. Lives at Tunbridge Wells. Just give it back to me, Algie. But why does she call herself Little Cicely if she's your aunt and lives at Tunbridge Wells? From Little Cicely with her fondest love. My dear fellow, what on earth is there in that? Some aunts are tall, some aunts are not tall. That is a matter that surely an aunt may be allowed to decide for herself. You seem to think that every aunt should be exactly like your aunt. That's absurd. Now, for heaven's sake, give me back my cigarette case. Yes, but why does your aunt call you her uncle? From Little Cicely with her fondest love to her dear Uncle Jack. <laughs> there is no objection, I admit, to an aunt being a small aunt. But why an aunt, no matter what her size may be, should call her own nephew her uncle, I can't quite make out. Besides, your name isn't Jack at all, it's Ernest. It isn't Ernest, it's Jack. You have always told me it was Ernest. I've introduced you to everyone as Ernest. You answer to the name of Ernest. You look as if your name was Ernest. You're the most Ernest-looking person I ever saw in my life. It's perfectly absurd you're saying your name isn't Ernest. It's on your cards. Here is one of them. Mr. Ernest Worthing, B for the Albany. I'll keep this as a proof that your name is Ernest, if you ever attempt to deny it to me or to Gwendolen or to anyone else. Well, my name is Ernest in town and Jack in the country. And that cigarette case was given me in the country. Yes, but that does not account for the fact that your small Aunt Cicely, who lives at Tunbridge Wells, calls you her dear uncle. Oh. <laughs> Come, old boy. You had much better have the thing out at once. My dear Algy, you talk exactly as if you were a dentist. It's very vulgar to talk like a dentist and one isn't a dentist. It produces a false impression. Well, that is exactly what dentists always do. Now go on, tell me the whole thing. I may mention that I've always suspected you of being a confirmed and secret Bunburyist, and I'm quite sure of it now. Bunburyist? What on earth do you mean by Bunburyist? I'll reveal to you the meaning of that incomparable expression as soon as you are kind enough to inform me why you are Ernest in town and Jack in the country. Well, produce my cigarette case first. Here it is. Now produce your explanation and pray make it improbable. My dear fellow, there's nothing improbable about my explanation at all. In fact, it's perfectly ordinary. Old Mr. Thomas Cardew, who adopted me when I was a little boy, made me, in his will, guardian to his granddaughter, Miss Cicely Cardew. Cicely, who addresses me as her uncle from motives of respect that you could not possibly appreciate, lives at my place in the country under the charge of her admirable governess, Miss Prism. Where is that place in the country, by the way? That is nothing to you, dear boy. You are not going to be invited. I may tell you candidly that the place is not in Shropshire. <laughs> I suspected that, my dear fellow. I've bunburied all over Shropshire on two separate occasions. Now go on. 
Why are you earnest in town and Jack in the country? My dear Algie, I don't know that you'll be able to understand my real motives. You are hardly serious enough. When one is placed in the position of guardian, one has to adopt a very high moral tone on all subjects. It is one's duty to do so. And as a high moral tone can hardly be said to conduce very much to either one's health or one's happiness, in order to get up to town, I have always pretended to have a younger brother of the name of Ernest, who lives in the Albany and gets into the most dreadful scrapes. That, my dear Algy, is the whole truth, pure and simple. The truth is rarely pure and never simple. What you really are is a Bunburyist. I was quite right in saying you were a Bunburyist. You are one of the most advanced Bunburyists I know. What on earth do you mean? You have invented a very useful younger brother called Ernest in order that you may be able to come up to town as often as you like. I have invented an invaluable permanent invalid called Bunbury in order that I may be able to go down into the country whenever I choose.